ंड so we'll review the warm up game between india and essex that has just finished yesterday as well as the english squad that was announced for the first test the indian squad of course as we know was announced last week the squad of 18 full players all right we'll first go to the warm up game um india seemed to struggle a bit while batting having been having decided to uh, bat first on what seemed to be a seeming green wicket um major cause for concern of course in that department were both shikhar dhawan and uh, cheteshwar pujara not getting many runs everybody else pretty much uh, got a bunch of 50s and uh, the unfortunate punching bag got 82 dinesh karthik uh, i don't seem to like him very much top scored in the whole match for india man you have to give him some respect i will have to very <laughs> you know grudgingly give him a little bit of respect seeing as he is going to uh, start that game uh while bowling they didn't employ too much spin on what looked like a pitch that was going to be uh slow and you know started to really break up as the game went on slower and lower and with the prevailing hot conditions in england at the moment we might just see a big resurgence of spin all right we'll hand it over to the respected journalist for his views on this game So look, I, I, as you mentioned the big concern right now is shikhar dhawan and dolls nearly the same extent Chidesher Pujara, but like Dhawan getting zero runs off four balls across two innings, it's just a, a huge. Like I think at the moment he just shouldn't be in the eleven. I think that's I think that's what this match uh, showed us. You got KL Rahul taking a, getting a fifty in the first innings, looking good in the second innings. Um, Murli Vijay looked solid as ever, even though he failed in the in the India A game. He came here and looked perfectly fine. I think that has to be the opening com- uh, combination now. Um, you know, I think. I think if this if this match was a trial run for who's your best eleven, those two have picked the first two slots easily. I think the bigger question comes as to um, do you keep Pujara at three after him struggling twice? I think in the second innings, to be fair, he was doing like motoring along nicely and then just sort of uh, got out to a fairly loose shot rather than actually playing badly or looking trouble. But you know that's still he still had a poor county stint and hasn't really performed in the warm up game, so it's. now a concern over whether you want him at number 3 is your liability or do you still trust back him to hit top 4 but it kind of um brings out a, a much more important question is he your, is he your glued on best number 3 as in if you're picking one person for that slot is he your number 3 yeah thanks i think we have to stick with him because we don't have anyone else like him i think we can afford to kick Uh, kicks a bit too aggressive to leave Dhawan out because I think Rahul's a a decent enough replacement for him. But I don't think we have anyone like Pujara. In case we're in a situation where we just need to slow the game down and block the balls out, I'd still trust him to do the job. And yeah. e- even if he can't, I don't see anyone else who can who has the ability to do the same thing. 
we, at the number three spot. So the basic question is, who amongst that batting order is most likely to conquer foreign conditions? And mind you, with the apparent hot weather, and we'll get to the Indian squad later as to why they've chosen such a squad. Um, with the apparent hot weather, there's obviously going to be some impact on the pitches. And by all accounts, everything is much slower and drier than it would normally be. Um, will that play into an Indian advantage? Will they have an advantage going forward with that sort of, you know, slightly more Indian, like, flatter conditions kind of thing, as opposed to traditional English-seeming conditions, you know, which would always cause people from the subcontinent a few problems with their technique. But will it give... Will that give the Indians an edge in the batting department? Because the English batting order, to be honest, is not the greatest. I think right now India do have the edge, even though they have, there are question marks over um, over Dhawan and Pujara, obviously. But I think right now, on balance, I would back India's at least on on a neutral surface. So I would say India have the better batting lineup on paper. It's obviously home conditions make a difference, but as you're saying, it may not be a case of that strong home conditions this time. Um, I mean, look, you can't rely on warm yeah. weather in England. They, they, this warm-up match ended in with a downpour. So you can't say yeah. that it's always, it's always going to be hot weather. But yeah, we know it's it's been a hot summer. And that should play somewhat to the Indians' advantage. At the very least, it negates uh, the, the X factor of someone like Stuart Broad, who, you know, who, who's a, like a very disciplined bowler, but who only really becomes great under conditions. I think Anderson will be threatening no matter what. And people like... Pujara and Kohli will uh, will ha- will have him as a demon to conquer essentially. Um, but look, it's it's hard to say that we have an advantage simply because you just you know I don't think you can rely on the conditions that much yeah. just because it happens to be slightly hot. Yeah, because it's England. I'm not exactly. weatherman, it's, but it's it, England. It start, you, yeah. you can't predict England, and it started raining again. So. Yeah. so I'm sitting in between two former Yorkshiremen here who are going to give their expert opinions on the matter. Um, but basically, what we're trying to say is. Also, again, we'll get back to the warm-up game and yeah. what actually transpired there. Uh, remember, India made uh, close to 400 in that first innings. Uh, boosted, of course, by 50s from uh, Dinesh Karthik uh, and Kohli, uh, Kohli as well. Rahul and, and Pandya. Rahul and Pandya yeah. and... A nice little cameo from yeah. Siddhan's favourite batsman. <laughs> slash, slash Indian player overall. Can we, can we also get a mention for... I don't know if you've seen it, but there's a Twitter video going around of Kohli's cover drive in... So, oh yeah, and that's the best thing I've ever seen. I think that's the. I think if we can, if we can upload it to the Twitter, it's the perfect cover drive. I think he, he looked really good. Kohli, he yeah. looks like the in some senses because he's so risky, he doesn't look completely classical to the yeah. offside. But when he plays that cover drive, it's just perfect. And it's he held like, the pose as well. So. Of course. But I mean, like, what in the pose always makes yeah. it more aesthetically <laughs> pleasing. It just looks like a wonderful shot. And you know, Kohli loves the camera. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, he married a film star, so who doesn't love the camera, right? <laughs> uh, okay, let's go on to the bowling now, because they didn't manage to actually bowl Essex out. But having said that, under what tended to be slower and flatter conditions on the second and third day, they only bowled pace. I think there was only 11 yeah. overs of spin in the entire yeah. inning. But I think that in itself is a... I mean, that just throwed up some con- concerns for India, because look, I think knowing that uh, Bhuvneshwar Kumar and, and Jaspreet Bumrah are out for the first... Two ma- first three matches at least, um, you always knew that Ishan Sharma and, and Umesh. Umesh Yadav are going to be the players you will have to rely on. And dates stood up, you know, Umesh had a pretty good spell, uh, took four wickets, Ishan took yeah. three, I believe. Yeah. Um, 
Umesh Yadav got, I think his opening spell was 7 overs and just 9 runs. Yeah, incredible. exactly. No? And his overall uh, economy rate was like less than 2 and Yeah, it's 1.94. Oh, that's my research, Steve. Clearly. So, we knew that. I, I, and there was no surprise in, in that particular bo- pace bowling core for Ishant and Umesh to be the best standout performers. The issue is, you know, Pandya didn't really look reliable. He, I think he's going to struggle as a bowler in, in England because his natural length is a little less full than it needs to be. It's a little shorter. He might he that's an adjustment he'll have to make because I think the Essex batsmen were finding it pretty finding it pretty easy to hit him. Um Shardul Thakur like took a wicket, but I don't think he's he did anything to really press press his claims to be in the side. He has another discipline. Yeah, same. I mean he and I, I still feel he's it. a bit raw for testing. I don't think he's quite ready yet. Um I know he's picked up a lot of wickets in domestic cricket, but that's a whole different ballgame. Um, and the other concern I had majorly was Mohamed Chami. Yeah, because if he's, up, going, just about to get he's, there. he's going into a test match like that completely underdone, uh, then we have a bit of an issue there. Uh, considering, well, if the conditions allow, they might play two spinners. So, then do you, you, would you risk Pandya over Shami? How does that work? I think if we're playing two spinners, we may as well just have Pandya as yeah. a backup bowler. Because... You've got two paces, two frontline paces, and two spinners that you know you can count on. Um, at the very worst, I mean, you know, Ashwin and Jadeja might not take wickets, but they'll keep things tight and build pressure on, uh, keep pressure on other. And I wouldn't risk Shami because he's just too much of an X factor bowler. On his day, he can sometimes yeah. look like one of the best bowlers in the world. If it's if the conditions are right, if he's getting the ball to reverse, if he's in the mood, if he's in the mood exactly, then he looks like a great bowler. But you can't. Like, I don't think India have the luxury of playing a bowler like that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and I, mean, I feel like it'd be a very bold decision to play two spinners. I just think it's very unlikely for that to happen. But, I mean, look, if you're going to go horses for courses and you get a pitch that looks like an Indian brownish kind of wicket, then yeah. why not? Yeah, if you get to that point, yeah. I, I mean, look, I agree with you. I think it, it is quite likely that we play one spinner and have Shami in anyway. Yeah. But I think if it comes to a choice, I wouldn't have him in this I'm, Yeah, I'm pretty sure the English will try their hardest to not make it a uh, uh, pitch conducive to spin. They'll do whatever. Yeah. Even if it's not yeah. raining, I'm sure they'll get like buckets of water and just pour <laughs> over the pitch. But they're going to make sure that India don't play too they, They'll risk the pitch, yeah. tamper, <laughs> the pitch tampering accusations for, for negating our advantage. You know, I mean, the, the, you might, you might, then you might get another situation like Johannesburg where you come out with a, a pitch that's so slow and so low that, you know, it's rated poor by the ICC. I was so, so sure you were going to somehow mention sandpaper instead, yeah. but okay. Uh, no, no, wait, wait, we haven't got to Australia yet. Okay. Um, no, I'm not bringing out sandpaper. No, I, the Indians are far too skilled. I think the Australians are a bit amateur at getting the ball to reverse <laughs> swing. <laughs> so, yeah, no. But, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how much reverse swing uh, either side gets. Uh, you know. If, but, and also, if, if the ball is reversing, I think that plays into England's favour a little bit more than India's. Because we have, yeah. I think... You know, Shami is the one who really exploits reverse swing. Um, Umesh and Ishan are, Ishant are still like more line and length bowlers. Whereas Anderson, Broad, Stokes, if the ball's reversing, they're all a lot more lethal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree that there is a little bit in it for the fast bowlers in England. With Anderson and Broad specifically, have a better bowling attack. I don't know about their uh, third seamer yet. But we will move on now from the uh, Indian side. We'll move on to the English squad. Um, that was announced yesterday and we'll get to the main course of this 
in a second because there's been a whole lot of controversy. But no real surprises in the squad other than that exact specific one. And Jamie Porter, who's been in great form for Essex, apparently. For the last, uh, for the last years, couple of years. Yeah, yeah he's picked up uh, a whole load of county, county wickets. And... So he picked 75 wickets up in 28 games last mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So he was the top wicket taker. And I think he's the only fast bowler in county cricket to have more than 100 wickets over the last two seasons. Also, the other interesting one is there's a recall for Moin Ali. Um, I don't know what that's based on. Is that on a on the back of good white ball form, or is it because of his ability to do both? I'm not really sure because he can double up as an all rounder yeah. as well. I think right now, uh, and obviously we're not getting to Rashid yet, but I think there is a feeling that Moin Ali is still your lead spinner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because Dominic Best and Jack, uh, Jack Leach. Leach and Mason Green just didn't stand up yeah. when they had the chance. And the second thing is, I think, I mean, you'd assume the Indian batsmen have learned from the previous tour, but England are probably also remembering the previous tour and uh, how much, you know, trouble Moen Ali caused the Indian batsmen. I don't, I don't think he should have been out of the side because it's, it's hard for a spinner to go to Australia and New Zealand yeah. and do really well. Yeah, I think he was made especially a finger yeah. spinner as well. Um, and no, I mean, look, Moen Ali as a batsman had a... He, like big weakness to target in, in Australia and that that's a completely different issue and I think that like I mean if Ishant can bounce him out at Lords then you know he, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's gonna be we're all big. hoping Ishant's going to bounce anybody yeah, out it's a Lords. weakness that can be exploited by anyone anywhere but as a spinner I think as an oh, I mean he struggled in India but a lot of foreign spinners struggle in India in England he still might just be able to do a good job for them. my other concern with the English squad is the the second opener uh, I think after Alistair Cook, uh, Keaton Jennings is a bit hit or miss for me. And they do have some better options in county cricket, don't they? Yeah, they've got... Is it Rory Burns or Joe Burns? I'm confused. It's Rory Burns. No, Joe Rory Burns is the Australian one. Rory, Rory Burns. Burns. Rory Burns. <laughs> Rory Burns is no, the so he's been doing They're well. all the same. All yeah. <laughs> yeah, they all look the same to me. So, um, no, the, so Ke- Keaton Jennings is... Um, no, he's, he's a good player, but this if he fails... Rory Burns is the next option. He's been knocking on the door for a long time. What about and Nick Gubbins? I think Rory Burns scored more uh, in county cricket. He's been he's been knocking on the door for a long, long time. So I think this if Keaton J- Jennings fails, I'm assuming they'll give him one more test after this. But after that, it's definitely Rory Burns. It's been two, three years where he's been at the cusp of the opening um, spot. I mean, they have tried other options. Uh, Adam Live didn't work. Yeah. Um, Let's see. And then they had Hasib Hamid, who's it's been young. No, yeah. wait, well, I mean, he had a he started off with quite a bang, and yeah. then he's had a pretty awful time ever since that finger yeah. injury. And then they had, they also tried uh, Mark Stoneman, who looked a bit he looked a bit like a you know nuggety Graham Thorpe kind of character, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately for him, just couldn't make enough runs to back up his claim. Yeah, despite a couple of decent fifties, I would say. Yeah, but I think if all you can show from a tour from Tour to Australia when you when everyone is not, is sort of underperforming is a couple of fifties then you're not going to keep a squad. You know that you are amongst the players who've been letting the team down. I think Stoneman like he Stoneman looked like a solid batsman, like someone who could you could rely on to hit like a thirty off of eighty, weather the new ball and then suddenly just get out to something that's just not as dangerous. You know what I'm really waiting for? I'm really waiting for David Milan to fail. Just so that they go back to Gary Balance. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, how many times can they try the same person at international level and watch him fail? Let's not forget the... Uh, the I mean, he's uh, like their version of Dinesh Karthik. <laughs> is, that, is that anti-national? To, to shit on our own players? 
Uh, well, I mean, it's not anti. <laughs> I, I think as long as we're not dissing Sachin, we're okay. Yeah, yeah I think we stay we're away from it. Okay. Like, yeah, you know, like, um, no, look, it, in a way, it, balance reminds me of how, uh, I don't know if you remember, but the 2009 Ashes when jo- John Trott had his, like, coming out series, basically. He won the last game when, they, when it was one all. And before Jonathan Trott got picked, everyone was like, hey, Mark Ramprakash has been doing really well in county cricket. It's like, no, this guy's not done well in test cricket for 10 years, yeah. but he's had one good county season, so let's bring him back. Well, uh, I mean, Mark Ramprakash in county cricket was like Goliath. And when he came to international cricket, he was like a little meek squirrel who was getting crushed under some people's feet. But it happens, right? Australia. It does happen. It's, 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 it does happen. And in all fairness, Mark Ramprakash looked a really good batsman. And I yeah. don't know if I'm insulting him by comparing him to Gary Balance. But like, it, it does seem like... The, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing. All right? Ramprakash may have looked like a good batsman and wasn't. So that way, he's more similar to James Vince. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Balance does not look like a good batsman either. So And also isn't actually one. Isn't actually one. But no, I mean, they'll be pretty settled for the first test. I think their batting order pretty much picks itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether you'll it's have a, Cook, you'll have Keaton Jennings, you'll have Root at 3. I think that's Milan a good, four. I think Root at 3 is a question mark. No, I think they're going to have to do that. They have to do it, but I just don't see him as a reliable number three. I think also, he he loves playing four. He doesn't want it. I agree, but if your next best option is James Vince, I don't think you have much of a choice. Yeah, but but the funny thing is that even if he's two down, he always ends up coming quite early on. So it shouldn't (laughs) make a difference. (laughs) But I think Root, just like he's got this huge sense of responsibility as captain, where he's like, okay, we need a number three. I'm captain. Let me do it. Whereas it's probably better for England if he bats at number four and fi- and they find someone who can do the number three role. Let's get to the bowling a little bit before we go on to Adil Rashid, who just in case somebody has been living under a rock and doesn't know what has happened, uh, England picked Adil Rashid despite him having given up uh, county cricket for, well, first class cricket in county yeah, cricket. Yeah, Signing yeah. a, sign a white ball only contract for Yorkshire was scheduled to play. Um, funnily enough, T20 white ball games yeah. for them, and now is has been picked in the England squad despite not having played first class cricket in over a year. Hasn't and played Test cricket since since India, since right. India. 2016. Well, yeah. you know, yeah. As someone on Twitter very, you know, distinctly and succinctly put it, I mean, I can't believe England haven't learned from their mistakes. They're giving India a second chance to end Adil Rashid's career. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's the biggest surprise, but we'll get to him. As I said, we'll get to him. We'll get it's to like, a, it's a lot of... Yeah, it's like we, we, keep, we keep teasing a little bit more about Adil Rashid. More about Adil Rashid, Rashid, but we'll get to him. We'll go uh, through uh, the rest of the squad as well. As I said, the batting pretty much picks itself. You have Joe Root. You have... Uh, Milan at four. So, Alistair Cook and Keaton Jennings opening. Milan will bat four. Uh, Johnny Bairstow will bat five. Uh, ben Stokes will definitely bat at number six in this first test. He won't. He's not available for the second test. Um, yeah. But he's definitely available for the first one. He will play that game. Uh, Josh Butler will come in at 7. And then you have the bowlers. Of the bowlers, the only two I feel that are guaranteed nailed on to play as long as they're fit are James Anderson yeah. and Stuart Broad. Yeah. Anybody else, everybody else is up for grabs. Any, any of the other positions are up for grabs. If they're playing three seamers, um, 
So think from Jamie Porter or Sam Curran. Sam Curran played the last yeah. Test match against Pakistan as well. Yeah. Uh, nice, good-looking look- swing bowler. Jamie Porter, of course, has been in county cricket. We haven't seen yeah. him. He hasn't made his international debut yet. Sam Curran also took a lot of uh, wickets for in the A game yeah. against the, the England Lions against the India A game. I think Jamie Porter also took a couple. Yeah, Jamie Porter but, also. But um, so from what from what I've um, heard, I think Sam Curran's the preferred choice. Yeah. But I'd like to see Jamie Porter play a test match because I'm not sure if you've heard the story of just how he's got selected. So I think four years ago, he was working at a recruitment agency. And then he got, he was playing second, um, I think he's playing for the second side for like club cricket, mm-hmm. first club team. And then Essex had some injuries. So he came in and since then he's never looked back. So I think it's a really good story from someone who wasn't working on to getting picked for the England side. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, look, that's a, that's a great story, but a better story is Ben Duckett getting out to a development <laughs> manager of one of the sides, one of the second division county sides. But uh, let's not go to Ben Duckett, just quite yet. And, and or ever. Or ever, yeah. um, And I think Jamie Porter is uh, from, so I've read a bit about him and I think he's, he, he doesn't have the pace of, uh, Mark Wood, but he's more line and length bowler. Yeah, I think he gets the batsman to play at the ball. And do you already have, you already have Anderson doing that? You have still Broad doing it. Why do you need a third person who does exactly the same thing? Right. So I think they'll go for Sam Curran. They'll go yeah. for Sam Curran. I and think Sam Curran's also already played in Test, so I think he's just by default the incumbent. He hasn't really yeah. done anything to be dropped. Okay, uh, moving on, we're going now to the real meat of this whole discussion and the decision to bring back Adil Rashid, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The most brilliant, uh, uninspiring leg spinner I've ever seen in my life. Also, a Yorkshireman, the two Yorkshiremen, please take it away. Mr. Respected Journalist has come out with and written a pretty convincing article as to why uh, Adil Rashid's selection makes zero sense. I quite agree with it, but we'll give... Uh, Respected journalist, time to uh, illustrate his own views on it first. Yeah, so I think my opinion is, I, I do think Rashid is Rashid is a very uninspired pick. Like it's, it, it seems very much like he got he bowled that one slightly like somewhere close to a magic ball to Kohli. It was a bad shot. It wasn't it was even a, a bad. Good ball. It was, and I think, bad judgment. and it was just oh, like it was just given its own sort of aura by Kohli's reaction. Yeah, more than it being that great a ball. Like I, I've seen English articles call it the ball of the century, and yeah. and it's like it's not. I'm sorry, it's not. It's just there, there have been better balls bowled in the last probably month or so, <laughs> let alone century. But. I also don't feel like I, I think a lot of the criticism that Rashid has gotten is a little unfair because it's not like you're so he's gonna come out and say, look, sorry, I I don't want to play Test cricket for England. Like if he gets a call, he should be he should be taking but it. I he hasn't exactly he said no. And also, I don't yeah. think the criticism has been leveled at Rashid at any point. No, other, than, I think, other than look, the, Vaughan said yeah, Vaughan him. said he was yeah. unprofessional and a bit of a doozy. I think. Um, oh, Michael Vaughan had his own piece on it. Um, um, but <laughs> yeah, are, 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 are the Yorkshiremen here, Mister? Uh, Solanki, who's uh, closely related to Vikram, um, <laughs> has uh, had a little run-in with Mr. Vaughn on yeah. Twitter. Can you please, like his own uh, please, uh, his own little war of the roses? Yeah, uh, his yeah. Own little war. Well, no, I mean they're from the same side of the Pennines. I don't know yeah. how that becomes and, a war of the and roses. And also, yeah. also, I'm a huge Sheffield United fan, and he supports Wednesday. So, ah, so that but, explains. But anyways, I called I called Michael Vaughn a racist uh, on Twitter, which was fair. 
and he blocked me because he's got very thin skin. Um, but <laughs> Mr. Vaughn, you should listen to this. He's probably not going to listen. Yeah, he's probably, he's probably also then going to block our pods. <laughs> But I don't think anyone has, other than Vaughn, has been criticizing Rashid. It's more uh, been level against the ECB for a very yeah. erratic selection. And I think the, the weird thing... But I mean, they, he, Ed Smith has come out post that and said that this is a one-off. It's not going to happen again. Except for we've seen the one-offs. This is the second one. Second one. Because <laughs> jo, Josh Butler essentially got picked for a test team on the back of not even like England T20, <laughs> but... On the back of IPL. But, okay, look, I'll, I'll, I'll grant them the Butler selection on the basis that Josh Butler has a lot of talent. Adil Rashid, for me, right. does not. So, so from uh, what I've understood, and, and I tried to understand it from the ECB's perspective, and Ed Smith said that Jack Leach has, been, has not been match fit. He's, yeah. I think, what is it, fractured his thumb? Yeah, he's, uh, so, he fractured his thumb earlier. He's he's come back, but he's not yeah. really at like, And he said he's only bowled 37 overs in uh, Red yeah, but, and, 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 and they played Dom Best in the series against Pakistan because of the injury to Leach. So, why have they left him out? Which so, is what I can't I figure think, out. I, I think they wanted a leg spinner who could turn the ball away from a right-hander. So, yeah. it was better to have at least someone who's played more international cricket than put Dom Best against the best players of spin yeah. that, but, in, uh, in it, world cricket. I mean, there's been a trend over a number of years now, if you notice. Indian batsmen play all kinds of spin very well, but they do get a bit carried away against off-spinners. And off-spinners are the ones that always pick up the wickets against them. You'll notice it. Moin Ali, Nathan Lyon over the years, yeah. you know, people like that. Genuine off-spin bowlers, yeah. which Dom Bess is. I th- also, I think it would have been fair to try throwing Dom Bess in because he might have just benefited from Indian ar- arrogance. Which, to be fair, so can Rashid. Like, yeah. I think any spinner might benefit from that because I think... Yeah, but he has he, to, I mean, he has to have enough talent to first warrant look, selection. I, I mean, he is... He is, he is, he's number, he is the number 8 ODI bowler in the world. He's very talented. Okay. It's, okay, that's... No, a, that's, another, that's another we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But, but let's, I yeah. Think, stick but to the... Should, two should we up. provide an overview of what went on? Because I think we haven't done that. So, he got dropped. And then... I mean, he got picked, sorry. And then Yorkshire came in saying... The county chairman came and said... Very, I can't believe England one of, picked him. Yeah, one I of said, them is like... So, the county direct, director of cricket said, yeah. um, we're very uh, disappointed and surprised yeah. and I hope England know what they're doing with their own team and to, to Adil Rashid. Yeah. So, like, I see your point in the sense that they yeah. it's not like they were criticizing him. Yeah, but it's, but it's never also, happened before. I also feel that like he's speaking from a purely Yorkshire perspective because they have been worse hit by cricket boards turning their back. And, you know, yeah. I think over the course of this yeah. season... Yorkshire have been one of the sides that have been most affected by international cricket. And by Rashid playing or calling it. And by Rashid himself. Because a week ago, uh, Yorkshire were playing Lancashire, which is like, apart from title deciding matches, the biggest match in their their fixture list. They asked Rashid if he'd play for that match. He said no. And they had to draft in an emergency spinner from Warwickshire just for that one, one match. And right after that for Rashid to then be picked for a red ball side was for them... It was it was basically a slap in the face, and I think the entire um, entire scene is essentially just a slap in the face of county cricket because you're just disregarding the whole county setup. The fact yeah. that every, in every other case, England's policy is you have to have played a certain number of county matches to be considered for yeah. test selection, and they keep saying this is a one-off, but they'll keep also taking their hunches, which is fine. I think a board should be allowed to take their hunches. They say, okay, Rashid's done well in the ODI side. I don't think that's a good justification for picking him. But if that's what their thought process, fine. But then don't have a policy of saying, 
we're not yeah. picking people unless you've played county cricket and then go against it. Just say, look, he's an England player. He might be available for selection. Uh, that's fine. Like, it can screw over counties that way. But then you're not like, then you're not in the situation of a guy who's only taken white ball cricket for his county now is going to miss the lat- like the business end of England's biggest white ball tournament because he's playing test cricket for his country. It's like, it's a, the way they've handled this is a complete farce. Um, yeah, I mean, the way, but it's the ECB. I don't think they can handle anything. I remember uh, Alan, uh, Alan Stanford. <laughs> you know, Giles <laughs> Clark and Alan Stanford. Helicopter, helicopter and Lords. And now <laughs> the guy's behind bars. So the, clearly the ECB can't manage anything probably. Um, no, but the point here is simple. Are England in a spin bowling crisis? If you have to call somebody who's not even playing first-class cricket back to perform, are you in a spin bowling crisis? And mind you, the best spinner over the last county championship round of fixtures was Joe Root. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the question. When have England not been in a spin bowling crisis? Yeah. Barring the, like the, Swan barring the yeah, four to five years of peak Graham Swan. Well, they had Ashley Giles who was a decent, fairly decent spinner. Yeah. I wouldn't he say was he was not, the Ashley, best. Ashley, Ashley was, Giles he, was never a match winning. Like he, no, he, he wasn't, wasn't in the, league, like, wasn't well, in the same league got, as Graham Swan. There are yeah. He's, he was the fill the over quota. Like, <laughs> that's what he was. He was the let's bowl at Sachin's pads. So bore him to death and get his wicket. Yeah. But it worked. It I mean, worked. Fair enough. It worked. No, um, yeah, I get that they've always had a problem. But look, Adil Rashid has gone to India. Basically gotten whacked all over. All yeah. over. Despite being the highest wicket taker for them in that series. Yeah, but, but he had an average of but, 37. He had well, it didn't matter. Strike rate of 60 plus. It does, you can take six wickets, but if your team's getting spanked exactly. for 600 every it's inning, like, it's it like the, the, our famous Australian spinner, Jason Kreja, who took eight for 100, 200 it was something. 240. Yeah. 800, eight for 240 <laughs> on debut. It's like, great, you got eight <laughs> wickets in your first ever test innings. You also gave up 200 runs. You still average 30. <laughs> You're still a middlingly okay exactly. But no, um, I, I see the point. What I can't understand, and, and this is just in relation to Rashid in particular, is what do they see in him? Again, it is, it's, a, it's purely a function of how he's performing in limited overs cricket. And that, which is why the selection is a little like, befuddling on its own because the context is completely different. You know, uh, uh, when a batsman's trying to hit you for boundaries as a leg spinner, you have more opportunities to take wickets. In ODIs, you can set more boundary yeah. riding fielders uh, because, you know, batsmen will try going for those rather than milking singles. So, yeah. like, it makes a complete difference. And, and, you know, when he comes into test cricket, you don't have the same luxuries because if a guy's just good, if a batting lineup can either defend you constantly or just yeah. hit you out for singles why, all the time. Yeah, why would he risk yeah. trying to hit you and get out? Exactly. And, and it's, it's a completely different mindset, right? There are a lot of players who've retired from different formats of the game because they can't, they can't switch quickly enough from going from a T20 to get ready for playing yeah. a test. And then this guy who's not played test match for three years, two years now? Two years. Two, one and a half yeah. Well, since uh, the Indian. Yeah. yeah. So, but for him to come back... And, and then for him to not even want to come back, finally. Yeah. Like initially, he's, he's done, given yeah. up on t- red ball cricket. To, to perform well, have the discipline to bowl... Uh, and get wickets in test matches is going to be really hard. Yeah. And and not only that, you, you also have to realize that India is probably the best. I mean, in terms of batting, they're probably the best players of spin yeah. world over. And look, I mean, look, we were talking about Cheteshwar Pujara's like this. You know, he might struggle against uh, Anderson if he can bow, play out two three overs at the start. If he comes in, hopefully not too early. If he can 
play out like a five over spell from England's fast bowlers, he's going to have Rashid to feast on. Same with Kohli. It's, it's like all these batsmen who now know that there's going to be a release bowler at some point. Know that, okay, you know, if, even if Anderson and Broad have me pinned down for a while, I just have to weather that storm because some uh, there is a batsman, uh, there is a bowler I'll be able to score against or just, you know, relax against a, a little bit later. Like, there's, you'll, like England are going to lose the, the, the sort of pressure that they can build up with their bowling attack by bringing on Rajiv. So now I have a very important question. He's in the squad, but so too is Mohan Ali. Right? That's the other thing. I don't think Rashid is going to make the 11. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was, I was just going to head there. <laughs> is he going to play or not? But um, unless you say that, okay, Moeen Ali is like, he's a liability as a batsman because he can be bounced out too easily. So, But even if he if he's batting at number 8, what difference does it make? That's a very good yeah. batsman to have at number 8. Yeah, absolutely. Just hit out. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that, and, that and, might and be his role. He's always done that. Even against South Africa last uh, season, their home season, he, yeah. he just came in and hit the ball. Yep. And he did all right. Yeah, also got a hat-trick as a bowler at some point in that series. Yes, a match-winning hat-trick match as well. Hat-trick. Like, on the last three balls. So, see, he's, done, yeah. he's done well. Yeah, I mean, I don't see Moin Ali as a bad option to go back to. I, I mean, look, from from his, from his a bowling perspective, like he had the same issues that Rashid did in India. It's just that he has experience of bowling in England and well against India in England that you assume he's the, he's the first-choice spinner anyway. Which is, why, which is what makes the Rashid pick even more... Like farcical because you're not you're most likely not even going to play him so why are you create you making a pick that you know yeah. is going to create such a ruckus I think maybe ECB just wanted some Drama. more mainstream news to pick it up just more people <laughs> to speak about Sky, has, Sky hasn't been doing their job very well of late more people like if you have to pick Rashid to get people to watch a test series <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's pretty much it I think we've got the uh, entire ODI uh, sorry the test squads covered um, first test match I wonder what the pitch is going to be like. Yeah, I mean, Birmingham is like usually a fairly rainy place like the rest of England. But, yeah, I mean. <laughs> but, um, but you never know. Like, Edgbaston is, can, can be a little dry. I, two spinners, maybe. We could have a case of both sides playing two spinners, which would yeah. be very interesting. Who, if, here's the question. If, if, you do, if England play two spinners, who do they drop? Do they, do they bring Rashid for Butler? No, they probably drop uh, Sankar. The third seamer wouldn't play. But you'll have Stokes. You have Stokes yeah. doubling up. You'll have Stokes as a... Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, and... But well, I think England always like having four, four fast bowlers. So, I'm wondering no, if they I mean, have... it works better for, for teams against India anyway. Because we're such good players. Exactly. And if you have both Ali, Moin Ali and Adil Rashid as like low-order batsmen, do you really need Butler there? Not that they're as good as him. But they, they'll just think, you know, our batting lineup's going to be batting till 8-9 anyway. Stuart Broad counts as half a batsman at some sometimes. Half a batsman now. Well, sometimes. he's a night watchman now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think his uh, his uh, his uh, defining era as a batsman has uh, well and truly passed him it's, by. I do like I I don't really like Stuart Broad, but I do feel bad for him that his greatest Test innings came in a match that no one's going to remember for his Test innings <laughs> because all anyone will think about is no balls and Mohammed Amir. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame. Yeah. You know, Stuart Broad could have been so much more. So He does a great job so of winding up the Aussies, which is, I guess, in England, that's what counts for the most. Well, you yeah. never know. The next tour that he goes on, he may just carry sandpaper around. Not use <laughs> it, but he carried it around. <laughs> that is assuming he goes to Australia. Just, I think next time, next time England goes to Australia, they should just have sandpaper taped to their caps. So they just walk yeah. around and all the Aussie fans and all the Aussie players can just say, hey, there's sandpaper on that guy's head. I mean, they do a fabulous job of winding Australia up, right? I mean, you, you know, cut, literally, 
cut a ball off the face of your bat, get caught it, slip and don't walk. <laughs> Chops to you, Nick. Also, Joe Root for getting David Warner to punch him in a pub called Walkabout. Um, walkabout honorable is pretty, mention. Walkabout yeah. is a pretty fun pub, man. Yeah, it's like a chain. Yeah. You know. Um, We've been to the one in Leeds. Uh, yeah, so, well, clearly, I mean, that's the way to go, right? Apparently, getting Joe Root to, to uh, you know... Yeah wind up David Warner so much that he decides to smack him in the To be face. fair, I don't think it takes much to wind, 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 wind up David Warner. <laughs> that is also true. Um, we'll move on now from the India-England test series. Just before we move on, uh, result for me. First test? First test? Uh, okay, it's, it's... I mean, I think it just dep- depends on the pitch more than anything. More than the like, India Like 11. most cricket games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've spoken at length about the two squads and the composition yeah, of the sides. Yeah. And we're assuming that we're going to get a relatively dry wicket because there hasn't been much rain. So, yeah. w- under those circumstances, I need a prediction from you and a prediction from you. Oh, I think the respected journalist is going to go with a draw. Yeah, I was going to go for a draw. But that's a safer option. <laughs> Score draw. Is that it? Yeah. Well, I'm going to stick my neck out and say India's probably win. football, man. We can't have a nil-nil draw in cricket. Fair point. Um, or is it going to be a draw marked by rain? Yeah. It's England. Uh, I'm not going to sit on the fence. I'm going to stick my neck out and say I think if the conditions are dry, India have a far better chance and probably win the first test. Um, moving on. We will dedicate uh, an entire episode about this. But there's a lot of talk going on about the 100. Some of it's ridiculous. No, I think so. No. <laughs> I think well, there's, there's nothing that's not ridiculous about the hundred. No, I think you hit the nail on the head without even mentioning it a little earlier when you said, "When does the ECB not screw something up?" This is another. They haven't thing. even started it yet. It's already ruined. I mean, the whole concept is a ruinous concept to begin with. Like just just the fact that they've come up with this is is bad. Yeah, but I mean. I mean, okay. How many of this would you? How much of this would you actually want in in in, in a cricket tournament? Five ball overs. The pen, no, here's, but the, here's the best part about five ball overs in the hundred. Five ball overs in the hundred makes it pre twenty cricket. It's twenty five <laughs> ball overs. That's all you're doing. It's t twenty, just with one ball less each over. Okay. So England's great grand solution to revolutionising t twenty is t twenty. Wow, fabulous. Oh, okay. Uh, they also went on to mention 10 over cricket in addition to the T20 blast. I think... It's, 10 I think, over is a thing now. Like, T10 has yeah. started happening. Like, is, it's is, not, is, is this some sort of like... Not like shouldn't it be more of a novelty item than serious yeah. cricket? I mean, I that's what we all thought T20 like, was going to yeah, become yeah, now. Yeah, I feel like there's some sort of like Trumpian destruction technique. Maybe there's <laughs> something like brewing. In the ECB headquarters. What? The, fact the Russians have taken over. The fact, no, I think the fact that's brewing is they've realised that England's just a really shit test team. Yeah. I mean, they've never been good. They've never been I mean, look, they haven't even been able to beat West Indies in Pakistan in recent years. So, at home. They did, they did beat them. They beat them now. Well, they lost the test. I mean, match. Yeah. Uh, I mean Pakistan's I, previous series finished 2 Yeah. Yeah. West Indies. Well, and this one finished yeah. one also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Um, okay. Substitutions, uh, and this is another topic. I know we've had uh, substitutions in uh, Sheffield Shield cricket for concussions. Yeah. Yeah. and we used to have super sub. And the super, cricket, the super sub, okay, was a flawed concept, but let's not get into that at the moment. Substitutions in the hundred, in particular, you can have what is it? Five substitutions or three? Is it football style? Three substitutions. I I don't. Sorry, it's too confusing. <laughs> Look. As a concept, by the way, I'm not entirely against the idea of substitutions. No, not only, yeah. only from an 
one from an injuries perspective not just concussion concussions definitely definitely yeah. but like if you get injured during the game uh, i think that's it's incredibly tough luck for a team to then have to deal with that also from a tactical perspective because you can then have someone come in who's say a bowler goes out and a batsman comes it's in a bit like grumpy. the score i look i like that idea i like the super sub as a concept when it was introduced i just thought it was implemented really badly I thought because they should you have had to do a super sub right after the toss. No, before the toss. I right. thought they should have announced right. it after right the toss. The toss. Yeah. Right. Sorry, right. I thought right. they should have been able to announce it after the toss, which yeah. would have made a lot more sense. But having said that, I mean, one day cricket has changed plenty over the years, and I don't really see the need for a substitution in the way that you feel it now. Um, but that's the hundred for you. It's a completely ridiculous concept. We've got are more. We, We've got we, a lot more. Are we it. just being luddites and like we don't want to see change? Because yeah, no, I'm just trying to. S- because people said, oh, T20, what's the need for that? Is this something that's actually going to happen in the future? And we're like, oh, yeah, we should have seen this. It's such a good idea. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just, Except I, for being devil's advocate, I don't... I, I don't. just don't... Because I don't... I, actually, my issue is not that, you know, I don't have a problem with change. I just don't think this is, like, a smart change. change. Yeah. Like, when T20 came around... Like, that was a good change. That yeah. was a good change. I remember watching the T20 World Cup. I hadn't seen, like, English T20 before that, obviously, but... Um, look, that was fun cricket to watch. At no point when I started watching T20 was I thinking, "Oh, you know, you know what? I don't like this." You know, I just keep. And, I mean, it was essentially a sped-up version of 50 yeah. cricket. At and that especially stage. when they said they want to simplify it, so so, and I'm doing like quotation marks. For, 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 for mom, what did they say? For moms and like their kids to watch cricket. For moms and their kids to watch yeah. cricket. How does the hundred simplify yeah, exactly. anything? Yeah. Firstly, they firstly, made it more it's complicated. Yeah. Firstly, it's, it's sexist. Secondly, they've just made it more oh. complicated. So basically, we're not the only people that are sexist in, this, in, I, in the world. I, the ECB as well. I don't. I'm, I'm pretty I, sure I, the, yeah, the, the, I, the, the... I mean, they have no sexist people is not the small Also, where's the we coming from, Sid? Also, the only sexist in he said part. something incredibly sexist. Earlier. I did not. Yes, you did. Which one of us are you talking to? I'm talking I, about Junior Pro here. I said nothing. Okay. I'm, I'm very careful with my words. Deny and go forth. Um, right, so but, but the problem with the 100 for me, basically, is this is just too close to T20. I think the, the whole point is if it's not... Wanted, yeah, the issue... Uh, like, as as, as you said, was, rightly, if they're going to make five wallows, it's too As you were saying, the, the issue Wait, is not yeah, that, it's, that, it's, that it's, it's changed, it's that it's just not... Uh, there's, it's not really changing much. It's just the ECB trying to be innovative for the sake of being innovative. Yeah, it's like, hey, look at us. We haven't done anything new in a while. Everyone's yeah. passing us by in cricket, so let me do something to grab, a, grab attention. Yeah. So someone, something I was listening, some podcast I was listening and said, I think they just listened to too many marketing people. So it's, it's a lot of buzzwords. Didn't you hear the thing about oh Joe Root and Ben Stokes going to be assigned to the team yeah. for marketing purposes? They can't play. They'll be assigned to teams. Because I don't That's think they want to be playing just by the way. I mean, trust me, this has all, and I mean literally all, of the explosive potential as a really bad rom com. Nothing <laughs> is going to happen about it. Absolutely nothing. I think it's complete trash. Really bad rom coms usually have happy endings. Um, so let's yeah. just say those are better than the 100. Yeah. Greek tragedy then. <laughs> or Let's not forget, by the way, it's a yet another slap in the face of the counties, also. Because Agreed. the 100 just completely, cricket being it completely devalues the T20 blast again. Because it's just another competing argument, and it's not a competing competition, rather. And it's not um, like it's not going to go by the county format, or at least it's not guaranteed yeah. to go by, like, the teams aren't going to be divided by counties. So and how, like, how are they going to find time to play? Exactly. Considering it rains, what, 300 days out of 365 days there? I think you're being a little conservative. 
All right, last, last word. Twitter profiles to watch out for this week. We've already had a bit of a blast with that, but... Um, I would say Michael Vaughan, but Sid can't say yeah, Michael Vaughan. I'm so. happily plucked. Right, so, I mean, me and him would both say Michael Vaughan. What would you say? Uh, I don't have anyone. You know what, I'll just go for Jared Kimber. Because I just like that guy. Such a likeable guy. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's Matthew Hoggart, by the way, had a very nice Twitter rant about the Rashid selection. Uh, He's also a Yorkshireman, isn't he? He is also it, Ran in support of... No, he definitely would not be in support of... He was... He didn't have an issue... An issue with the selection itself. Like, if this is... Basically, what what I was saying earlier... If If he's a good player, let him be. Yeah, but it's other issue. But... uh, He he was... He said the same thing about how it's devaluing county cricket. There's no logic to it and all of that. Right. So, Matthew Hoggard and Michael Vaughan. That's what to look forward to. And also... Oh, actually, you know what... The Iceland cricket Twitter handle... The Iceland cricket Twitter handle is just amazing. Yeah, because the... the, our cricket subreddit. So we, um, I say we. I'm a I'm an active participant, but they sponsored. So our cricket sponsors Iceland cricket, the national cricket team. Right. So I think as part of the deal, they were also given like control of the Twitter handle. So it's a lot of like our cricket banter that goes through. Yeah. Onto, like it's I think, I think it's amazing. Pretty funny. Yeah. Well, also um, as an aside, should we just move to Iceland and try making it, their cricket team? You won't be able to pronounce the names. Screw that. We can make just, a cricket just, team. Just add like a we'll son teach, after our name. Listen, we'll, 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 we'll teach them Hindi and help them run between wickets. That's quickly <laughs> the way to go. Bhago Siddhant Pradhansan. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the last word. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. That's our first episode. We'll be back next week.